Hi everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. And on here we share stories from women around the world to inspire transformation and to gain an awareness for women to dream with unlimited possibilities. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Kendra Beavis, and she has an interesting story as a brand strategist, and we would just love to hear so much more about this story. So hi, Kendra, how are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Very happy to be here. Thank you. So we just want you to go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself, and we'll get right into your story. Sure. So I am a brand designer, a uh, brand strategist, I'm classically trained graphic designer, and um, that sort of evolved into um, really looking at people coming to me to solve problems and looking at what the solution needs to be. It's oftentimes not what they think. Um, so providing whole um, branding and strategy for startups, for corporate, um, is sort of where I live. But um, I live in New York. I have a small studio I've been running for the past 20 years. And at um, a point in my life, I was a single mom doing all of this and building my career um, through all of some different types of situations that I didn't expect to be in. Um, but right. all of that has really made me the strongest I think I probably ever could have been. Um, and. I learned a lot about who I am and who I want to be and what I can handle. And I love talking to other women about that. Awesome. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to make a mind shift, mind, mindset shift and to inspire transformation within yourself to overcome those difficult obstacles in your life and difficult times to be the person that you are today? Yeah, I think, you know, it's I, it's such a hard journey, I think, as a woman in general. I mean, growing up and being a girl, you're faced with a lot of things that um, are tough, whether it's body image or, um, you know, educational discrimination as a woman, too. There's yeah. many times where I was just super insecure for so many different reasons. Um, mm -hmm being told that, you know, or not even necessarily told, but the idea was instilled that I wasn't smart, um, that I wasn't beautiful. And, um, you know, so I think starting in that place of insecurity um, kind of led me to choosing the wrong man, um, a series of wrong men and then the wrong husband. Um, but Looking at my situation now, of course, with hindsight, um, I'm able to realize that I always had the power to make a different decision. And I think when I was back in those situations of in a really um, tumultuous marriage, I didn't realize I had that power. And I, I wish I had a guidepost um, to see someone who had come through this situation and been okay. I just sort of thought, well, you know, um, marriage is forever and, you know, we will make it work and he'll, I'll just, I'll just turn a blind eye to things that, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be a reality. And for a long time I lived like that. And I guess when I was two months pregnant with my daughter, we had been married just shy of five years at that point. And, um, I, I found out I was having a girl 
And then it occurred to me that my kids were gonna grow up to be just like their dad if I stayed in this situation. And my daughter would marry someone like him and my son would be a husband like him. And that was it. I knew I had to change. Um, I had to get out of the situation. So I just started planning. I started talking to people. How do I do this? What does this look like? I looked at other people um, who had been, I, yeah, I didn't have anybody in my family that had been divorced. So it was difficult to kind of have someone to talk to about it. But I started looking online and finding people that inspired me that had gone through things. And, and I thought, well, we're no different than each other. So if she did it, then I could do it. And so it, right. it took a lot of planning and, and um, but I did eventually, um, I was able to make that shift, um, get him out of my life. And then, uh, you know, the, the actionable part of the planning happened where, okay, I need to make this much money a month to afford my home. And I need to get this many clients this month to pay all my bills. And, you know, building that business based on that um, is kind of where, how this all kind of came to be. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's very awesome. And I know that it's difficult in a sense, because it's like when you don't feel like you have that support or you feel like, you know, I don't really know anyone who's been through my exact situation for me to actually talk to, because I mean, it's like, you can speak to your family or your friends about it, but if they haven't gone through the same thing that you're going through, they really don't know exactly how you feel. Right. So, I mean, so many people were like, yeah, I, people thought I was insane. You know, and a lot of it is you don't necessarily know what's going on in someone's situation. Like they don't always really reveal the real story. So I think a lot of people looked at what was going on and they thought like, you're leaving him and you're two months pregnant. Are you out of your mind? Um, but I think the, the thing that I, I did realize, and I, I, I don't even know really how um, I built this confidence, but I think it was just a lot of prayer and, and modeling um, that I knew if I, I had so many people let me down, but I knew that I had never let myself down. I knew if there was a goal, I was going to achieve it, come hell or high water. So once I realized that the only person I had to rely on to get out of the situation was me, it just made it so much easier because I knew I could do that. I could rely on myself. I knew I had the energy to get through it. No, I definitely understand that. You have to take your, sometimes it's, you have to take your life into your own, your own hands, take that control back, gain that control. Because I think a lot of women on themselves, when they get into relationship or even marriage, like they kind of change themselves and they kind of depend on this other person as support yes. for themselves. Um, not just like financially sometimes, but even emotionally or just approval wise. So I think that's very important, even when you're in a relationship to take that, that control and have control over your own happiness, have control yeah. over your own success because you can't really put that in anyone else's hands. No, and I didn't realize that because I'd always done that for so long. Whoever I was with was sort of my identity. I would take on their identity. And being insecure, not thinking I was very smart, not feeling good about the way I looked, my ex-husband was extremely good looking. And the reaction that we would get when we'd go out together, people were like floored that he would be with me. And it made me, it should have made me feel horrible. <laughs> but it made me feel like I was worth something, that this guy chose me. 
And looking back on that, I see how messed up that was. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was the one in the relationship who had the, the morals, the structure, the wherewithal to like be a good person and make all the money and, and have our lives become what it became. And we were able to buy a house um, with a, you know, pay the down payment and our mortgage, no problem, because I made that happen. Um, so I, I didn't see my own worth in the relationship and that's a mistake right. I will never make again. Right. So how were you able to overcome? I know um, you said you had to find groups of support and just had to realize that you were worth more. How were you able to overcome those thoughts and that you weren't enough, that you weren't smart, that you weren't beautiful? How were you able to overcome that and become confident and strong as a woman? You know, it was a long process. I am um, the, the and different processes for each. I mean, not being confident in the way I felt um, or that I looked, I had to go down a, a nutrition journey. I had to look at, okay, well, why don't I feel good? Well, because you're 300 pounds. Okay, so how do we fix that? Like, there's there's no way around that. You, it's not this person's fault or that person. Like, you're making choices that are leading you down that road. So let's change those choices. I think it's all about choices and forgiveness. Um, so to have the, the the knowledge that you always have a choice and you could make an excuse for not making the choices that are going to be aligned with your goal. Um, but in the end, it's your choice. So I was choosing to be unhealthy. I was choosing to eat things that made me feel good inside for the moment because I felt so terrible. Um, but in the long run, that wasn't aligned with what my goals were and how I wanted to feel. So recognizing that therapy helped me find that, that direction and understand goals and alignment. Um, and forgiveness is huge. You have to forgive yourself in the role, the part you played in your, where you are in your life that you're trying to get out of. Um, I had to forgive myself for not making the choice to leave earlier. I had to forgive myself for choosing this man. And um, that was that was tough. And I had to forgive him because, you know, we have children together. We're always gonna be a part of our lives and he is who he is and that's never gonna change. Um, so just moving on from from that situation and thinking, well, okay, what did I get out of it? How did it make me stronger? What are the blessings that came from it? Looking at those silver linings um, and, and truly forgiving him because he doesn't, he doesn't know any better and he never will. Right. I think um, forgiveness is key and just looking at the positive side of every negative situation is very, very, very important because you don't want to continue going through life just regretting and just feeling sorry for yourself. It's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Just doing Being that. Angry. You're just going to stay stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I took no, on sure. um, a single mom's group after I got divorced, after I was separated. And because just a lot of friends started coming to me because I literally one week said, um, I'm pregnant. And then like two weeks later said, I'm getting divorced on Facebook. <laughs> So everyone knew. Everyone was just like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> and then it became like, oh, well, I'm in this horrible situation and I knew she just was. So people started reaching out to me. Girlfriends of mine were like, hey, you know, this is actually what's going on in my marriage and I need some support. So 
I started an online uh, group for women, um, for single moms. And that was one of the things I was seeing is that people were so angry. And I was like, that still is tethering you to that other person. If you let go of that anger, if you forgive, and you start to move in a, in a positive direction, there are so many positives for making a huge change, whether it be a, um, a divorce or a location change or a job change. You have to look at the things that you were given to deal with as blessings because they, they make you better in so many different ways, whether it be stronger or you just have more information moving on. So that's what I try and do is always look at the, the positives that come out of something. No, really, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so how would you say you found your way into becoming a brand strategist? What's the story on that? Um, well, I was always creative and I, I, I used to, um, it sounds ridiculous, but I always thought smoking cigarettes was really cool when I was a kid. Cause all my grandmothers and my aunts did it. And I was like, oh, that's really, right. you know, horrible. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I decided to, I came up with my own paper cigarette brand and like, it was my first branding project. I'll never forget it. And I just thought it was so cool to like make a package and the pieces that went with it and it all sort of worked and spoke together. I mean, it was a terrible example of what it was, but that was sort of where I started um, thinking like this, this is something cool. And I've always noticed brands um, when they would shift their branding, um, their tone, their messaging, it was just always something that's been very fascinating to me. And mm -hmm. Um, growing up doing yearbook and things like that, I, I really fell into, and I was very technologically savvy. I was a major computer nerd from a, from a young age. Um, you're too young to remember, but um, I started out with DOS and um, I'm teaching my parents how to use a PC Junior when I was like nine years old. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it kind of combined both the, the technical side of things and the creative side of things. Um, and yeah, so I went to school in Philadelphia and lived there for four years and got my degree and um, worked in New York City for a little while and decided that um, I wanted to, I was sort of disenfranchised or disenchanted, that's a better word, um, with the mm -hmm. process of working with clients in the city. Mm -hmm. And at the time that I was there, it wasn't the dot-com boom, but it was like the very, very trickling end of it. So you couldn't name companies fast enough. You couldn't brand them fast enough. And the whole name of the game was they probably weren't going to be around in a couple months. So it had to be like, and there were just so many popping up and dying um, or being bought out. I mean, everyone that was their goal was to start a company and be bought out. So mm -hmm. it was an extremely impersonal, um, impersonal uh, process. And I, I interned with a really big branding agency when um, I was still in college and I could not believe they were taking books of affixes and prefixes and putting them together and they were like, let's just come up with 40 names and get, and I was like, really? Like, why did the person start the company? What was the passion behind it? What was, but none Definitely. of that was like, it didn't matter. Um, that didn't become a part of branding a company for years. Um, so. I just felt like this is not the way I want to do things. And um, I got some really good experience and I decided I'm going to start my own company. So mm -hmm. I left and um, I also wanted to be with my kids. And um, I didn't have my son at the time. I wasn't pregnant yet, but I knew that was like my goal. I wanted to work for myself and kind of 
build a business that um, wasn't your typical looking design studio or agency or um, I knew I could leverage my digital technologies um, mm -hmm. knowledge and make something different. That's awesome. So what would you say is your version of success from and has it changed from the time that you were able to make that mind sh mindset shift and from today to today? Yes, so, like a thousand times. <laughs> um, I guess at one point, I I thought I wanted to have a bunch of in-office staff um, running my studio and working with you know really incredible brands, and um, that looked that looked like an in-person large team. That that's what that package looked like. And I started to build that and I hated it. <laughs> um, I love working with new designers. I, that is something that I will always do. I have a lot of um, to students that I mentor and designers that I mentor and, and watching their career growth is amazing. I don't wanna have a team that I have to manage in that way. Um, I wanna be a big, huge part of the design process. And there's a thing that I get out of working with a client in person and talking to them and getting into their head and the psychology of what they wanna do and how they built their business to create the final product. And I can't scale that. Um, right. So- It's for, like teaching someone how to be you. It, it was, and, and it's it just not the, you know, I have so many friends that have gone that route and they're happy and it makes, you know, their lives um, beautiful and, and purposeful. I just, I went, it, 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 I think it's something that it's a tough thing to admit because you have an idea of what this is supposed to look like. And then mm -hmm. when you find out you hate that <laughs> and you, you can make it whatever you want. And I think that's a lot of times what people don't really feel like they have the freedom to do is it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this model. There's a thousand right. things around that model that you'll make a ton of money. You'll be super happy. You can mold it to what you want it to be. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, my vision of what I wanted to create has changed a thousand times over. Um, but I'm right. really happy with what it is now. No, definitely. I think um, the most important thing is for someone who's starting their business to find something that they're passionate about because it's not going to get old to you. If you're, if it's yeah. something that you love to do, it's not going to get old to you. It's going to continue to grow because you're going to be passionate about continuing to grow that company or that business. So I think that is one of the most important key factors. Yeah. And um, don't be afraid of it shifting gears in your head. Like I, I, a couple times in my life, I've, I really thought I wanted to work in the city and, and live in New York City. And I was absolutely shocked that I hated it so much. Um, it really surprised I'm definitely me. Definitely not a city girl. <laughs> I, I loved the city. I don't, it just wasn't really aligned with my ultimate goals. And my ultimate goals are freedom to kind of do what I want to do, um, be with my kids, be a parent. And, um, but also I work with incredible brands and that's, I think what really was amazing to me is that I could make these choices and still have the career, the type of clients, the financial gains that I never thought I could get. I always thought it had to be in this way. And then when I had the, the 
um, when I was brave enough to make those choices and see it turn out the way it has, it, it was, I was happily surprised. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's, that's um, awesome. Um, what would you say is one thing you would tell yourself, like if you had to go back to, let's see, 16 year old Kendra, what would you tell her? Um, to know that she's incredibly strong and that she's a leader and that she doesn't have to try and fit in um, because sometimes fitting in is not necessary. You can stand up and be your own person and have your own thoughts and weird ways. <laughs> and there's a place for that in this world. There's a place for everybody. So I'd I say really stop true. trying to conform. No, honestly, and I think especially in the social media era that we're in now, it's extremely, extremely important, um, not only image-wise, but to say, you know, there are different people who are achieving different goals um, on different timelines, different ages. So yeah. you have to realize that your life is not on someone else's same timeline. You have to realize that you're on your own timeline and, and you can't compare yourself to someone else achieving something um, sooner or at a different age than you are or someone being like 16 because you know there are a lot of 16 year olds now being able to buy their own home so yeah. you have to be confident in your own journey and mm -hmm. just trust your process to know that everything is going to come in its right timing right you right. have to be ready to receive all of those good things that are going to come to you but you have to just be patient and wait your own time and i think enjoying that journey not always looking for the next goal just enjoy being where you're at and really living in that that space and what you've already created you may still have a million things you want to do but look how far you've come right and that timeline thing is is something i think that probably i'd love to see t um, statistics on this but i would venture to say that women feel that more than men um, I would say so. I, would I mean, say so. biologically. Yes, because we're like on a biological clock. So especially, um, you know, um, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, it's not really okay to ask women, when are you going to get married or when are you going right. to have a kid? It's like, sometimes that's not really in our own control. So we have all these factors coming at us. Like, you know, you're supposed to be doing this by this age, this by this age, what are you waiting for? But it's like, okay, like I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a long ways out from those questions because I'm 40 mm -hmm. now. Um, but yeah, when I, I, it's a big reason why I decided to marry my husband, my ex-husband, um, mm -hmm. because when he asked me, I knew, I knew in my gut that this was wrong. But I remember mm -hmm. thinking, well, I'm 20, what was I, 23 at the time. And I wanted to like check all these boxes I had. God forbid I'm having children after I'm 30. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I think I can wait that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was 20 years ago. So it, it honestly has changed so much um, in just this time span. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was a pretty hefty, I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know what the numbers are now, but I know with science and technology, women have more options where mm -hmm. before, you know, we, it was really drummed into our heads. Like you have to have babies young or, you know, medical issues can happen. Now it's like, that's crap. You can have kids in your fifties yeah. if you want to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I wish I hadn't had that. Um, 
those women in England, I think, that have some some of them have kids that are like 70 years old. I'm like, whoa, I don't think that mm -hmm. late. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have the energy for that. Mine are 13 and 9 now, and I'm like, whew. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, that timeline thing um, is not a real thing. So if that's in the back of your head, like really try and get rid of that because it doesn't, it's not true. It's not real. Yeah. And what you were saying about um, social media too, and feeling like you have to fit a mold, like the people that do really well are the ones that don't. So right. stand up Think and be yourself. The box. Yeah, yeah. Different. Everybody you has to... like their own special thing. Right, success comes when you are comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right, and you know, that's what building a brand is around now. I mean, like I said, when I started, it was so impersonal and I purposely left to start working with brands on a much more personal basis because I always knew that that was the, the value, that they offered something different and what was that, you know, why did you start this? It, I think you, that can be done for um, yourself as a person as well, build your personal brand if you're not who you want to be yet, build that brand around yourself so you can step into that. Okay, I, I am this executive, or I have this beautiful business, or I'm, you know, international. Create those ideas so visibly that you can live that life. You can live that persona and be who you really want to be. Even if you aren't quite there yet, you, you can get there. Right. And I think it's important to do things for yourself. I think we're again in this social media era where we're doing things for other people we're trying mm -hmm. to have the most followers the most likes the most engagement and it's like if you do things for yourself in the enjoyment of yourself other people will see the authenticity in that and they will follow you just off of that alone you don't 100%. have to make something just to like make someone like you or make someone be attracted to you just be yourself yeah yeah Yes, I think that's really important. So let's say you had to put one thing on a billboard. What would it be? Like a message? Yes. Follow your bliss. I see it, it breaks my absolute heart when I have people come to me and say like, I hate my job. And like you spend so much time of your life doing your job. Um, mm -hmm. It should be something that you love doing. and. Even if you can't, like, I, I never recommend someone leaving their job without a plan um, or <laughs> starting their business while they're at their job. I think that's the way to go. Um, but you can make those choices. You can right. shift things and set a plan so that you can do the thing you love and make it your the way you receive income. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times there's also an issue of, well, what is that? And, oh, I have to know exactly what that is. You don't, you can just start something. Like, you know, yeah. if you love doing something, just start it. It doesn't have to be like this huge thing yet. Like start it, right. see how you like it, shift and pivot, and it will naturally grow and turn into the thing that you always wanted to do. Um, you don't have to have it completely laid out before that. I think. Mm -hmm not getting stuck and blocked by, I need to know what the end result is, is right. really, really important. Cause you'll never know what that looks like. Right, no, I think it's really important cause um, I, a lot of people, it's hard for them to accept change or want to make a change. So let's say, I like to tell people a lot. It's like, let's say you're going on your regular daily path. You have this whole plan um, just mapped out. 
and then you come to a construction site on your your regular journey so like what are you going to do are you going to still like sit there and be like okay i'll wait till they're done with the construction or are you going to just like make a detour like you can you can have the same end goal just like the journeys to get there yeah. can change it can shift totally. it just like you have to be able to make those changes and you have to mm -hmm. be comfortable with making them so like i said being comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah and there, you know especially with this digital age you can get to where you need to be in such a different way than the models that have been put in front of our faces and drummed into us as this is the only way you do this um you know one of my goals is 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 major travel and that would require me to have um a, a virtual team so i have that now if i had had that team in the office with you know all of that me needing to be there i would never be able to show up for them the way i wanted to because my heart's not there i want to be like a digital nomad sort of you know wherever we end up right being able to work from wherever you want to i think that's i think but that's, that's what's to, important um, to me that's not what's important right. to everybody not so, everybody but you know like everyone has their own success but i think in a sense there's a lot more people looking for freedom with their time now Yes. as a version of success. Right, right. And I think COVID's really kind of put us in that that headspace to really look at how we're spending our time. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking earlier, but I'm in New York and we were shut in for three months and it was, right. you know, we had this very hectic lifestyle. I mean, I was out of the house constantly running, whether it be going to see clients, going to the city, going, because I'm out on Long Island, I'm not in the city. Um, but there was a lot of time spent commuting and going to see people and, and working relationships and then taking my kids everywhere. And then when everything stopped, it was like, huh, <laughs> wait a minute. This is possible. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was. Everyone just said, well, no, we have to meet in person. We have to do all these things. And it actually turns out you don't, you can still right. make that connection. You can still be extremely productive and also live a balanced life. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so if you had to say one last thing to inspire women around the world to just dream with unlimited possibilities, what would it be? There is nothing that you can dream that you can't achieve without hard work and a plan. So just trust in that, that if you really figure out how to, and there's, with all the resources we have now, there's nothing you can't figure out. Um, you could teach yourself how to be, you know, a rocket scientist if you wanted to without actually going to school. I mean, you really can do anything. It's just a matter of right, figuring out how to do it. Resources are all there. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact of just digging for them and having the patience to be able yeah. to find those and answers that you're looking Trusting yourself. Trusting your gut. Trusting, you know, if you know what you're your baseline is these are the things that you want to have in your life and these are the things that are going to make you happy if you're making mm -hmm. choices and um coming up with strategies and plans that are aligned with that you can't mm -hmm. lose right and as a woman um like you said earlier um your gut feeling was telling you that you know your that marriage was all wrong you shouldn't be doing it but <laughs> you went with it anyway so as women we need to trust our gut because yes. it's nine times out of ten it's always right <laughs> yes yes and you know, everything happens for a reason. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've learned lessons through every struggle I've ever been through and I'm, I'm thankful for every single one. I wouldn't yeah, change I think a it's thing. Important. 
I think it's important to go through certain things, but more important for you to learn from yes. your mistakes. Because if I you make don't mistakes. learn from them, then you're going to continue to make the same mistakes. Exactly. So. I make mistakes, but I don't make them twice. Right. Definitely. It's awesome. So is there any last things that you'd like to say? Um, how can people find you? What's your website, your social handles? We'll also link those in the description. Yeah. So, um, my Instagram is where I tend to be living these days. Um, you can find me at Kendra Beavis. Um, and that'll, I'm sure you'll put that somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think, you know, there's nothing that you can't achieve. And if you need support, there are so many places you can find that. Um, and I just, I, it's such an exciting time to be alive. I think there's that the, especially if you're starting your career, um, like I said, I work with a lot of students and it's amazing to kind of watch them have all this opportunity at their fingertips. And you can even have that when you're still in your career. It's just the choice to make a change um, can completely set you off on a whole new path. So love that journey. Yes, love it. Enjoy it. Treasure yes, it. <laughs> definitely. Well, Thank you so much, Kendra, for sharing your story with us today. We had an awesome conversation, loved every bit of it. Um, we thank you again for joining us today. As as I, as you know, this I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and this is Made to Dream, and thank you guys for tuning in.